You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. We're back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Can you be fulfilled in Jesus Christ? That's what we're talking about today. Mm. Uh, we are the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, your one-stop shop for all things gray area of the Christian faith. Yep. I'm Ethan. I'm Derry. And we kill it out here. Sometimes. <laughs> we try. Every time. <laughs> Not every time. We kill it every time. Sometimes. Fun fact, we've never made a mistake on the show. <laughs> Everything is completely infallible, you've heard so far. You know this. This is our maybe 74th episode? 75th? 6th, 76th. I think so. Because we have this one, then one next week, then the week, and then this one. I think it's 75th. We have one we just recorded, and then two more, and then this one. And we did 72 last week. No, no, we did 70 last week. Was it 70? Yeah. Then yeah, 74. Don't listen to anything we're saying because this is in the future for you. Or the past for us, future for you. Yeah. Um, Ethan is leaving to go home, and so we're pre-recording this. I'm meeting my girlfriend's parents. Yep. Who have listened to every episode of the podcast. Thank you, girlfriend's parents. And they feel like they know me now, and I don't know if I should be nervous or elated. <laughs> Ask them to record I... how many hours we got. Ask them to record like 70 or 80 hours of them just talking, and then you can listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'll be 75, episode 75 when you're listening. I just yeah, looked yeah. it up. Um, uh, No, I'm actually super grateful for you guys listening. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you guys because now I'm talking to Laura's parents directly. You guys are great. Yep. Um, they might not listen to this until after you leave, actually. Maybe. But they'll still know they're great. Yeah. But you don't know Mazel that yet because you haven't met them. Afid Dosan. That's what they say in Turkey. Yes. Well, today's we, episode... I was say, I can listen to it with her. <laughs> with with, uh, with Laura and her family. You should all sit down and listen to it together. It'd be so weird. That'd be so weird. You sit, it'll be even weirder if you sit down and watch it together. I'll watch it and say TV. everything the same. Absolutely. I'll like say everything word for word. Like, oh, wait, wait, guys, quiet. This, wait, is, a good, this is a good part. This, I make a really good point here. <laughs> Shh, Derry's talking, guys. His dad thinks you're heretical. Just will you through the whole time. No, no, no. We're going to be her friends, dad. I hope. I think we are. We talk on um, FaceTime once. Yeah. Nice. Um, it would be really weird to have a conversation with them after they listen to this. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh, you talked about this. Like, yeah, I did. Unless they're like, oh, it's not weird at all. Yeah, yeah, Then I might just be digging myself in a hole. Yeah. But it's all right. Anyways, Derry was saying what we were talking about. Yeah, so we're talking about this idea of being satisfied in God. And what does that mean, right? Because there's lots of times in life when I don't feel satisfied, right? And a lot of people tell me, what? like, there's times in their lives where they don't feel satisfied as well. And so there's this idea of, like, we're in Christ, and the Bible obviously says all over the place that Christ is our satisfaction, and that we satisfy. There's one verse in uh, Philippians 4.19. It says, and God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and his glory in Christ. There's obviously context to that, and we can talk about it in a little bit. Um, But that kind of premises the idea that we're trying to dive into of, what if I don't feel satisfied, Right? But Christ is supposed to be my satisfaction. He's supposed to be our satisfaction, right? Right. And so there's a lot of really interesting ideas we can dive into here. Um, honestly, not the hardest thing to answer, but it can be um, a hard thing to kind of reconcile in the end. Yeah. yeah. Anything you want to add before we jump in? Um, I think this would be a really beneficial topic for a lot of us 
listening or struggling, you know, there's a lot of things in life that promise satisfaction and fulfillment Mm -hmm. and a lot of those things let us down. And as Christians, we do look towards Christ as our satisfaction, but there's often times when we don't find it in the way it's expected. Mm. You know, we often expect to find this like euphoric, oh my gosh, all my, like I I have no problems anymore. I just feel so like warm and close Mm. all the time. And sometimes it's not like that and it can be disappointing. So we just want to talk to you guys about um, what it means to be satisfied in Christ, what it mm. looks like, what the Bible says about it. Derry's got some Bible verses and just mm. our opinions on it. Because we, we think that um, we've been through times where we have been super satisfied, when we, we have not been satisfied at all. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is good to see us through all of it and be there with us through all of it. So we just want to share our experiences and our opinions and hope that it adds some um, sort of benefit to your life to help you in the struggle of this life. Keep talking, because I'm looking for the verses that I accidentally got rid of. All right. Um, so, yeah, with this idea of being fulfilled or satisfied in Christ, we're, we're kind of talking about this because when people go through a lot of hard times, it's like, oh, just have faith, you know, just believe. Like, hmm. someone might be like, hey, I'm struggling with, like, finding joy lately. I need I need help. And, and like, do you have any advice? But, like, the first question is like, well, how much time are you spending with Jesus? Which is a good question. You know, I ask that myself too. And I'm like, man, I don't feel, I feel kind of bummed out lately. Mm. How has my life with Jesus been? And oftentimes when I've had really bad times of my life or like I feel emotionally um, not secure, I would say, Mm -hmm. and and just sad and discontent in my, in my life. It's because my quiet time life, my time with Jesus or my time spent with Jesus is at a low, you know? And so then I think, okay, I'm going to figure, I'm going to, I'm going to go and spend time with Jesus and just get back in the heaven and see if anything changes. And oftentimes, for I would say, for uh, my experience, spending time with Jesus has added a lot of benefit to my emotional yeah. state. And at times, it's completely changed it. But oftentimes, it doesn't take away all the pain I might be feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're grieving, spending time with Jesus every day is not going to necessarily take away the grieving. You're still going to have to go through it. Mm-hmm. But there's comfort and, and joy to be found in it. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Right. So... The first question is always like, well, how how is your quiet time life? How and when we say quiet time, we mean time spent with God. We just say that in our organization that we yeah. are part of. Um, but yeah, how's your devotion life? How's your time with Jesus looking? And start there. And if it's like, hey, like no, nothing's changed. It's been pretty consistent as normal, and I just feel like discontent. Then it's like, okay, well, then let's explore. Like why? Like what are you discontent with? And mm-hmm. and when did you start feeling discontent? And what it was just something that triggered it. And can we go into that triggering thing? You know. Yeah. Um, but the just saying, oh, how's your time with Jesus? I don't think is enough all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and God does want to fill, fulfill you. I believe God can fulfill you completely mm-hmm. all in all. But it's a matter of understanding how and and what he uses, you mm-hmm. know, um, to do that. Absolutely. I think there's two things we kind of have to dive into. We're talking about satisfaction, right? You kind of have to define satisfaction and and think about what are we trying to satisfy and what is being mm-hmm. satisfied Right? Because to be satisfied is to fill a need that's within you, usually, is what we're thinking about, right? That's what it means to satisfy something. Um, to satisfy is just to fill a need of something. If if I satisfy the requirements of a class, I can pass a class. That means I provided all the needed things to satisfy the professor to actually pass the class and get a passing grade, right? And so if I need something, if I have a need, and that needs needs to be satisfied, right? So let's say I need to breathe. The satisfaction for that need for oxygen right is air that is the satisfaction for my need right so there's lots of things in life that we need satisfaction for 
and need to be satisfied in. And that's how God created it, right? Mm-hmm. So when we think of this idea of God is our satisfaction, that's absolutely true. There's two things we kind of got to reconcile to to them um, to themselves, and that is that we have needs that need to be satisfied by things God created us to be satisfied with, right? That are earthly things. And there's also this idea that's a reality that God is our ultimate satisfaction. Yeah. Right? That's the the term usually used. God is our ultimate satisfaction. And so we have things like food, like water, things that are like um, love and acceptance, right? Yeah. There are things that we absolutely need to be satisfied in this world, right? There are needs that we need to stay alive, right? Mm -hmm. And those are things that um, really something interesting to think about is like fasting, right? Um, kind yeah. of a good way to think about this is we need food, right, to continue to live. But there are times where God asks us to give us give up food to gain intimacy with him, right? And there's so much we can talk about fasting and how to do it and when you should do it, when you shouldn't do it, what your proper practice of fasting should look like. Super interesting and sort of controversial topic. Um, but just for the sake of this discussion, um, God asks us to give that up at times, Right. And so we're denying our satisfaction in that thing to be satisfied in Christ. And I think there's some some evidence of this. There's one verse um, in Matthew 6, 25 and 26 um, says, and I'm sure y'all know this verse. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It is, uh, is not life more than food and your body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more viable than they? Can anyone by worrying at a single hour to his life? So there's obviously tons we can talk about in that verse, right? But it points out that there are things that we need, right? There are things like hunger. There are things like clothes. There are things like um, what's going to happen in our lives that we shouldn't worry about. But it's pointing out a system of that there are things that we need that we often worry about, but that God takes care of us in, right? Mm -hmm. So God is in control. God is sovereign. And there's things that we need that God knows we need. And I would say, like my understanding of this is that God has created us with needs. We should not worry about those needs. God supplies those needs, um, not always just by giving us himself, but usually by supplying the thing that he created to fill that need. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. This is where we have to reconcile the ideas of that we have needs and that God can be our ultimate satisfaction, right? When we're, we go without those needs. Um, but continuing on with this idea, there are some things that we need sometimes that we don't get the satisfaction in, right? Like there are times when we're lacking companionship and friends. Like there are times when Christ calls you out of that area. Like say Christ asks you, um, to move somewhere and you know you move away from all your friends and your family and community and now you're lacking that need right that's mm-hmm. the time where christ comes along and he becomes your satisfaction in that time of deficit of that need right yeah. um there's some examples or one example that i wanted to go over in first kings 17 um this is 2 through 16 and i think it's just reinforcing the idea that christ satisfies the needs that he's created within us with the thing he created to fill that need, not always himself, but the thing that he provides for that need, right? Um, So this is the story um, in Kings of God feeding Elijah with ravens. Um, Elijah fed by ravens is the the header, and it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the uh, Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan. 
You will drink from the brook, and I will direct the ravens to supply to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Right? And so this is an instance of God asking Elijah to do something. Elijah being obedient in that thing. And then he has a need, right? He needs water and he needs food, things he needs to stay alive. Yeah. God doesn't supply his need by just giving him his presence, which he could have done and that kept him alive. He supplies his need by giving him the thing that his body was created to need in food and water. Does that make sense? So God has intended our needs to be met by the thing that he created those needs to be fulfilled by. Now, there's obviously times in the Bible, right, where God takes someone and there's an absence of a fulfillment of that need. So there isn't a satisfaction, right, in the like the natural created order for that need to be fulfilled in. And Christ becomes the satisfaction, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of examples in Jesus's life where, where God the Father is his satisfaction. He goes without food, right? He goes without comfort. He goes um, without sleep a lot of nights. And Christ is his satisfaction through all these things. Well, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he is uh, Christ. Yeah, yeah, Good right. distinction. The Lord, the Father. Um, is his satisfaction in all those things. And so those are examples of where Christ is without something that he needs in his earthly body. And the Lord is his satisfaction. Just as many times in our lives, we go through trials and instances where we need something, right? Uh-huh. We've all been through times where we haven't been satisfied. Um, and there ha- There's been something in our life that we've been lacking that we need. And that thing hasn't been fulfilled by its earthly need, by the thing God created it to be met by, right? right? And we just can't change it. And Christ calls us in those times to be fulfilled in him. That's right. what the ultimate satisfaction in Christ means. Right. Talked for a long time, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. No, I think it's really good. I think it's really important to think about and know about mm-hmm. that God wants to fulfill these desires and wants and needs that he's put in us um, through certain ways that he's given, right? Like he wants to fulfill this need for companionship through marriage mm-hmm. oftentimes, or maybe through a best friend or, yeah. And some of us, maybe even a dog, dogs are, I love animals, love pets, you know? Yeah. Um, but that I, I would say the ultimate fulfillment of companionship is probably marriage just based off. Yeah. Think about the biblical narrative, but in those times where it's like, obviously neither of us are married me or dairy. And it's mm-hmm. like, we still sometimes feel like, man, I would like that some type of companionship. Yeah. And we find that in the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, or in times when I've been super lonely in my life and I've just been like feeling like I have no one there to talk to. And I have like, I'm just by myself. The Lord has shown up in amazing ways in yeah. my prayer life of just, um, excuse me, really providing this sense of closeness and empathy and just like being there. I'm like, wow, God is so good. Like I, mm-hmm. I can so feel him right now, you know? And when I've been grieving a loss, he's been there. Uh, when I need to feel comforted, he's been there, right? I have a, I have a need, I have a fulfill, I, my need of, of comfort needs to be fulfilled. And he mm-hmm. does that, right? And he's also brought friends along the way to help in that process too. Yeah. And so God is so about fulfilling our needs and he says that he will, you know, right after, uh, so you read from Matthew 6, right? Yeah. Yeah. So right after Matthew 7, in Matthew 7, Jesus says, I believe. He's like, hey, he's like, why do you, um, He's like, you being wicked know how to give good gifts to your to mm. your father or to your children. To your children how yeah. much more do you think your heavenly father wants to give to those who ask him? Yeah. 
you know, and, and the idea is like, look, you're sinful and you know how to give good things. How much more the, the God of heaven who's never sinned, who's never been anything but good, how much more does he want to give you things? And how much more yeah. does he want to fulfill you? You know, and there's this like really cliche quote, but it's cliche because it's true that says, um, like the only one who can satisfy the human heart is the one who made it. Mm. Right. And that's so true. Like the, the place you're going to find ultimate fulfillment, which I think all of us are looking for in all of our strives of political reforms or social reforms or fighting for all this stuff. I think the deep cry of our heart is like one justice, but it's also like, I want to be like fulfilled. I want to feel mm. like totally satisfied in, in something. So I'm trying to find, I'm trying to grab it, whatever I can to feel satisfied in. Right. right? And the only one who can give that to you and what you, the way that you're actually looking for is Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and he can do it through a myriad of ways. But nothing beats his presence and he'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. You know, another translation of that same verse or not, maybe it's in a different gospel, that same passage. Jesus says, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Yeah. And then Jesus later talks about, you can find in John, he talks about another. I think that's just the end of that verse. Yeah, I think it's like, I think it's in the same account as in like yeah. Mark and Luke or Matthew. It's in yeah. Matthew for sure, but maybe maybe Luke too. It's one of those. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and it says like the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to reveal the Father to us. And so, us asking for the Holy Spirit is us asking to be find that fulfillment. You know, mm. and so I would encourage all of us to spend time seeking the presence of the Lord. And sometimes He's going to fulfill you in ways that don't look like maybe what you're expecting. Yeah, it might not be this ooey gooey feeling of just like complete like ooh closeness with the spiritual force that is God you know it might not be that who knows yeah. what it would be like but but know that God's heart for you is that you would be fulfilled in him yeah and not through artificial means where you might be trying to suppress or numb or mm -hmm. cope you know he wants to he wants to comfort you but also deal with the root of what's causing the discomfort mm. I know there's lots of times in my life where I, I know this principle, right? I know that Christ is my ultimate satisfaction but I also know that he does fulfill me with the things that he naturally created me to be fulfilled in um, but and in times when I don't feel feel that fulfillment, where I don't feel that satisfaction in a way I'm supposed to be fulfilled in, um, there's times when I just focus on that, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't let Christ be my ultimate satisfaction. And I think where is the earthly satisfaction that like I feel like I'm due because Christ created me to be fulfilled mm -hmm. with this thing, right? And so there is this balance of of sometimes Christ doesn't fulfill you with the thing that you're supposed to be fulfilled in that He created you to be fulfilled in, right? There's times when that doesn't happen. And it's easy for us, and especially for me, to focus in on, like, where is my fulfillment? Where is, like, the promise that, like, I will be fulfilled in this way because Christ created me to be fulfilled this way? Mm -hmm. Where is it right now? Right? Yeah. And there's sort of this angst that's created of, like, where can I find the satisfaction? And a lot of the time, this is where we start to turn to sin to satisfy mm -hmm. the thing that we're not finding. Mm -hmm. Where we have a choice when we're confronted with um with the absence of the satisfaction where we can turn to an alternative of that thing. Yeah. Um, in sin, maybe we're having an emotional problem and we start overeating or something like that. We, we turn to something right. to fulfill the emotional need. If it's an emotional, um, um, imbalance, right. That we right. need, right. um, a loneliness or something. Right. Um, we can turn to other ways to fulfill us. Right. Um, but those things are just idols, right? When Christ has really created us to be fulfilled in him, to run to him in those areas. And it's so easy to focus so hard on like, I just got to make it to this earthly satisfaction and I'm going to like use this method of coping along the way instead of using Christ along the way right. to eventually like having that, that thing that Christ created to be satisfied in, which also may never come. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when we see Christ as our ultimate satisfaction in everything that we need, there doesn't become this like, um, like this end goal that we're just like white knuckling until we get to 
this place where we have satisfaction. We know that Christ is our ultimate satisfaction. And if that food never comes, or if that like release from slavery never comes, or if that like partner never comes, that we can still be ultimately satisfied in Christ and have peace and joy in this life. Yeah. Right. We may not have that thing to be satisfied, but we're satisfied in Christ and Christ is enough. Right. And <clears throat> oftentimes when I've had these um, confrontations of when I'm like, oh, what if I ne- this thing never happens? I think to myself, okay, I'm like, look, I don't have this type of satisfaction that I'm looking for right now. How am I going to be okay if it never comes? Mm-hmm. And so my, like what helps me focus back on Christ is like, if this thing never comes, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm looking for that raise or I'm looking for this type of future, if I'm looking for raise. what I said, raise, what do you mean? Like, a, you don't get raises here. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about before <laughs> I, I, know. I wasn't always in this organization. Um, when I was a welder, you know, yeah, yeah. and, or if it's like, Oh, if this podcast never becomes this like amazing, like hundreds of thousands of people thing that I want it to be in. Like if this doesn't reach like so many people, mm-hmm. then it's like, how, like, will I be okay if I get 10 years down the road? And it's just a couple hundred people. Yeah. I would think, I think, okay, like if that's the case, if that's all that God allows us to have, then like, will I be okay? Yeah. And I had to think to myself, I have to be okay. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't find my reason for being okay in the things that surround my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking about emotionally mainly right now. Um, So it's like, I can't let my fulfillment be dependent upon my external, um, uh, a situation, mm-hmm. you know, like if this podcast doesn't ever ex- become this amazing thing, that's like reaching thousands of people every week. Mm-hmm. Like I pray that it does because I just, I feel like God wants to reach that many people. Yeah. Right. Um, if it never becomes that, it's like, am I going to be okay and content mm-hmm. in knowing that, Hey, God's given me a couple hundred people to speak to. And that's all he's going to give. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. And I'll accept what God's given me. And and that, that refocuses my mind then on to say, okay, God is my source of, of finding contentment. God is my mm-hmm. source of, of finding peace and satisfaction and fulfillment. And it's not about who I am or what I do. It's about mm-hmm. or it's about whose I am. And that's a yeah. really cliche pastoral thing. Yeah. It's not about who you are. It's about whose you are. Yeah. You know? It's where your identity is. But yeah, yeah it's, you know, and like in my mind, when I think about fulfillment, I'm thinking mainly like emotional, mental uh, type of stuff where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like, how can I be like so satisfied right now in this moment if my situation never changed? Right. And then I just focus in on what that would look like. And then I try to just align my heart in that moment to that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's all I kind of got to say on the topic. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else you want to say? Mm, I just want to encourage you guys that you can be fulfilled in Christ. Yeah. Uh, he has also created other things in this world to fulfill us. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem becomes when we idolize those things, you know, like we touched on earlier. So make sure you're taking the fulfillment that God is giving through exterior, external things, exterior things, uh, but not idolizing them, knowing that ultimately fulfillment is <laughs> always through God. Did you wash your hair? Yeah. You can tell how dairy, Fluffy. you can tell you washed it by the way it falls. <laughs> um, you can tell it's hair by the way it is. <laughs> you can tell it's an aspen by the way Because the way it is. <laughs> but yeah, God is your fulfillment. And we can't say like, hey, how's your quiet time? But there's also ways that God wants to, to fulfill us mm. um, outside. So be blessed, be fulfilled in Christ. Find that peace with him. He wants to give you peace. He's the author of peace. Yeah. Um, he is not selfish with it. Yeah. So. We need like a catchphrase to yeah. like sign off or sign in. We have like but we, the, have, we're we're have the we're back. Yeah, but I mean, which is good, I guess. We'll rip off Cameron Bertuzzi. Remember, Christianity's true. Does he say that? Yeah. At he'll the like, end of his podcast, yeah. really? Yeah, he'd be like, "By the way, Christianity's true." 
Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I've listened to like hundreds of his podcasts, but hundreds? why? Yeah, why don't I? Well, maybe not hundreds. Fifty, maybe fifty. <laughs> I was like, that's long. Whatever. His shows are like three hours long. Yeah, I know. I I double speed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean a lot of his debates and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And he also has like short videos on YouTube that I yeah. watch all the time. Um, but I guess I've just never. Yeah, does he say like? And by the way, Christianity is true or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I do remember that actually. Yeah, check out Capturing Christianity. Yeah, Probably, they're great. Yeah, amazing podcast. He deserves like the all the following that he's getting right now. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. God's doing something really cool through him. So, mm-hmm. love you guys. Check us out on Instagram, on TikTok, whatever you want to do. Follow us there. We love interacting with you. Let us know your questions. Signing off. Uh, adios. Hasta luego. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.